0: The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia from boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport. Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download Winbet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We'll support you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's propswap.com and the promo code SGP. Also brought to you by Pixwise. Pixwise is the number one home of free sports betting picks. Visit Pixwise.com to make your next bet better. Also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at UnderdogFantasy.com with the promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in Best Ball Mania 2 for your chance to win $1 million. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. SGPN is giving you a chance to win one. 000, 000. Hundred thousand dollars on NFL week one exclusively on the SGPN app. You are listening to the EPL show here on the soccer. Gambling podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can also follow my website, lockbetting.com. That's lockbetting.com, where I've guided my clients to 99 months in a row of transparent track profit. That's right. For over eight years, eight years and three months, I haven't had a single Losing month over at lockbetting.com. This is all transparent and tracked with spreadsheets. If you look at the pinned tweet on the Twitter account that I just mentioned, at SGP Soccer, that's at SGP Soccer, you will see that the pinned tweet is always the previous month's PL and all of the other PLs from the past are all kept over at lockbetting.com. It's fully transparent. This is real. We really are making people money. Every single month on the service, and we've done it for 99 months in a row. That's over eight years. So on September the first, we will be looking for that one hundredth month of transparent tracked profit over at lockbain.com. And you can be a part of that journey. And it's not just gonna be a month where it's a normal month because there are futures. ...all in the month of September as well. So we were talking about August being a month of futures... ...where we're going to start putting out our NFL plays... ...we're looking at the US Open... ...we're looking at the domestic soccer season. You can still go back and get those domestic soccer season plays... ...you can get those US Open tennis plays as well. If there hasn't been significant price changes... ...which there hasn't been for some of the picks that we've put out... ...there have been for some. Uh, Norwich City to be relegated looks like it's in a very different position... ...from the start of the season after two terrible performances... ...but some of them are still available... The US Open tennis picks will still be available. Anything we've posted in the NFL will still be available. And we'll be posting more in September. Plus, it's the start of the Champions League. So with all that domestic soccer, the Champions League, the tennis in the NFL, it's still a great time to sign up as we chase that 100th month of profit in this month of September. And of course, you have all the regular picks as well, which have been on fire here for the month of August. So we look to continue that on. And with the addition of all of these... Uh, these NFL games that are coming in the month of September as well. It looks like it's going to be a healthy month, especially if we get up to the start that we got off to last September. So that's everything you need to know at lockbetting.com. Come and be a part of the journey. Sign up on September the 1st. Be a part of the 100th month of Transparent Track Profit. Be a part of a service that hasn't had a single losing month for over eight years. As I said, the pin tweet over at the SGP Soccer Twitter account is always the PL from the previous month. So make sure. You follow at HTP Soccer and make sure, and this is very, very important, that you interact with at HTP Soccer. So we have started this season on fire. We've gone eight and one with the first Serie R show. We've been eight and two with the EPL show last week, and eight and two the week before. There have been a minimal number of tweets. Now these are very important here to grow the brand through word of mouth and and through the, the retweets and, and everything else, the iTunes reviews that we need. These things are very, very important for the growth of the soccer gambling podcast. What I don't want is a tweet putting out that my locks suck and that I had a losing lock. I did have a losing lock but I also had eight and two on my on my picks overall. So the losing lock really isn't that relevant when the last two shows have gone eight and two and Serie R's sitting on eight and one. But some idiot decided to point that out. And if there'd been an overwhelming amount of appreciation for the, for the winning picks, it wouldn't have been such a big deal. But it is a big deal. And here's why. I give you a lean on every single game. I give you a lock on every single show. I don't need to do that. I do my homework, I give you good statistical analysis, I give you all of the data you need to be able to go away, read between the lines, and win money yourself. But I make it even easier for you with these free liens and these free picks, and I've won you money every single week, every single month, every single year, and I've done it since 2014. Now, What I could do is I could do this show very differently without those liens and without the lock and just give you the information. And I could just head you over to lockbetting.com where not only are we giving out the EPL, we're giving out all of the European leagues as well with the European show and all of the picks that we give out, plus all of the other sports. I could be heavily promoting my pay service. I could be simply using this as a stepping stone to get you over to lockbetting.com. I don't do that. And here's why. Sean and Ryan founded the Sports Gambling Podcast. Do you know who the next person that came along was? That's right. It was me. I was third. I came along just a year after this thing started, after Ryan and Sean. So I'm invested in the growth of the Sports Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And I'm especially invested in the Soccer Gambling Podcast, because that's my baby. So I believe that at some point we can have a brand that's competitive with the likes of Pickwise and with Barstool Sports. I genuinely believe that. I genuinely believe that we can grow this even bigger. Look where we've come in the last seven years. Who would have thought that, first of all, I came on here to do the World Cup. Then I started doing Champions Leagues. Then we had an EPL show. Suddenly we've got an entire soccer network. So there has been massive growth. But we need to keep that going through word of mouth, through Twitter interaction on Twitter, through creating this community, through the iTunes reviews. These are essential to the growth. Otherwise, I'll change the show. Otherwise, I'll turn around and say, look, I've tried and tried and tried. I'll use the Soccer Gambling Podcast as an advertisement as a stepping stone to lockbetting.com, but that'll be the main place where I'm trying to get to pe- get people to go to because I make much more money on lockbetting.com than I do on the Soccer Gambling Podcast, but I never, ever, ever have made that obvious. I've never sacrificed anything here on this show. I've never made this a big advertisement for my pay service. I've always come on here. I've given you tons of free content, tons of free picks, and tons of winners. You haven't needed to be a member at lockbetting.com to make money by listening to me. You would have made money on EPL shows and all of the shows that I've done year in, year out, week after week. So I've never, ever done that. I've never prioritized one brand and sacrificed another. But in order to keep this show the way it is at this point, I need you guys to help me out. I need you guys to interact on Twitter. I need you guys to create this community. I need you guys to send me stuff that I can retweet. And most importantly, most importantly, I need those iTunes reviews. Now, this is the first time I'm saying it this season. We've just come off a really good, successful Euro 2020, a 2020 campaign where I worked every two days to give you guys a show. And now we're into the new season and we've started 24 and 5 with our leads. That needs to be recognised. And I need you guys to acknowledge me for that. So what I want is those iTunes reviews now this week. So if you send me those iTunes reviews, what it will do is it will guarantee that you will get a lock next weekend. So you can DM me that or you can tweet me that. And if you do that, you are guaranteed to get the lock the next weekend. Now, the people that won't get the lock next weekend is if I decide that we didn't get enough iTunes reviews. And after we remove the lock and we don't see an improvement in those iTunes reviews, the next thing that we'll remove is the picks. Because as I said, I think I do enough research. I think I do enough. I think I do enough hard work here for my analysis and my statistics and my data to be enough for you guys to do the work. You guys can then read between the lines and go and, and go and make the picks yourself based on the data. I don't need to do that. I think my show is good enough, and I don't think it'll affect my numbers if I remove the picks and the leans and the locks and the parlays and everything from the show. I still think I'm gonna do about the same number of people as you guys will suddenly have to work harder as you try and lean between the lines. I don't wanna do that. I want to give you the absolute best show so that you guys tell people to listen to it. I want you to tweet about it. I want you to retweet about it. I want you to give me the iTunes reviews and I want to grow and I want you guys to help me grow and I want to create a community of soccer fans here where we are making money on soccer and we are embarrassing the people that don't. We are embarrassing Freddo We are an embarrassing freeze. We are embarrassing top-tier picks. These are all frauds and jokes that that hang around on Twitter that have more of a following than us. And I say us because we are together here on this. We are together here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. We are together here on the Sports Gambling Podcast because we are winning the most money. We are the best at what we do here. And that needs to be known by everyone. And I need you guys to make it known. And if you don't, Then we will discontinue with the format of the show. We will continue to obviously have a show on a week to week basis, but it won't feature a lean on every single game. It won't feature a lock. It doesn't need to feature that. The format of the show has been decided by me. I am the creator of this format. I am the one who made it like this. But it's not conducive to me making as much money as I possibly can, because if it was, I wouldn't be giving you these free picks and i would be heading you all over to lockbetting.com where we do have 99 months in a row of profit. The record speaks for itself and it would be easy for me to be greedy and to change the show and to make more money. But I don't do that. Why? Because I believe in this show. I believe in this brand and I believe that we can grow this to the point where I can make money from having a massive podcast. A massive podcast with loads of listeners, aided by the listeners that got in at the beginning, aided by the guys that have been here since 2004, have been essential to the growth of the podcast with their retweets, with their interactions, and with the fact that they did their iTunes reviews ages ago. If you've done reviews before for the soccer uh, for the sports gambling podcast network, I'm thankful for that. But that's not the soccer gambling podcast. This is a brand new thing that we've had here for just over one season, and we need to grow it as much as we can. And the way we do that growth is by doing doing everything i'm saying through the through the interactions that we have on twitter through word of mouth and of course those itunes reviews so if you've never left an itunes review please leave one this week dm it to me or tweet it to me and that guarantees you the lock next week now if we get enough of those if we get enough interaction on twitter this week we get enough uh, we get enough itunes reviews if i'm happy with everything that you guys are doing if i feel like you guys are actually there Because sometimes when you go 8-2 and 8-2 and 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 8-1 and you're not hearing from people, you're wondering if your show even went out. I was seriously questioning if the show went out on time or if it went out at all. It was just unbelievable to me that nobody was saying anything about the start we've made to the season. So as long as everything goes fine this week, as long as I can hear from you guys, I want to talk to you. I want Twitter to be a place where we are active. I want to hear from you. I want to interact so as long as we have their interactions this week, especially if we have those iTunes reviews, nothing will change. And I won't need to come on a show and start it like this and speak about this stuff ever again. So at SGP Soccer, at SGB Soccer is the Twitter account. Please go to iTunes and spend thirty fucking seconds for the guy that has given you all of these winners that has gone twenty-four. And five so far this year, gave you all of those shows across the Euros, had a profitable Euro 2020. It's been profitable for you guys every single season, nearly every single week since we started back in 2014. So please, please, please show your appreciation. Help me help you. Because if you help me, I'll help you by keeping the show exactly the same way it is and by giving you the exact content that you get at the moment with picks on every single game, a lock, a dog and a parlay at the end of every single show, not changing a thing simply by you guys increasing your interactions with me throughout the week and especially over the weekend after the, after the show, uh, after the show goes out and the games are happening. So let's begin with the week with the actual show this week. We'll begin with Manchester City at home to Arsenal, where Manchester City are the two to seven favourites here. It's five to one on a draw and it's eleven to one on Arsenal. No line movement for Arsenal beating West Brom's kids here 6-0. Um, I think people probably uh, aren't too surprised with that result considering the team that West Brom put out. So this line pretty much remains the same. In fact, Manchester City have got stronger because it was originally a 1-3-300. Uh, 1-3, uh, to I think Manchester City still win this game. I'm not putting too much weight into Arsenal's win against West Brom. I'm putting more weight into the fact that they haven't scored a Premier League goal so far and they're coming up here against the best defence in the league last season or at least the best defence on paper until, um, until Man United. So we see what Man United do with uh, Wan-Bissaka, Varane, Maguire and Shaw. All those guys playing together for the first time because I think on paper that is a defence that's certainly competitive what Manchester City have on paper. But so far, Manchester City are are the team that are not conceding the goals, didn't concede last week, that was an easy winner against Norwich, Manchester City to nil, and they scored the goals as well, I was sceptical as to whether they could score five goals, because they look so lacklustre against Tottenham, and they're lacking the striker, and I thought they needed to sign Harry Kane, which is something that isn't happening off the back of what's happened this week, but, they showed that they can still score five goals. I don't think they're going to score five goals against Arsenal, though. I think Arsenal are going to approach the game differently. Arsenal knocked Manchester City out of the FA Cup in the semi final a couple of years ago by sitting in and hitting on the counter attack, and I think that's what they're going to try and do here with Aubameyang being key off the back of um, his performance in midweek. I think they'll be reliant on him, but I just I just don't think that tactic is going to work. I think the first goal here is going to be essential. If Arsenal can get it on the break, this makes it a very interesting game. If Manchester City can get it, I think that's going to open the game up and it's going to allow Manchester City to score one or two more goals here in this game but I don't think initially Manchester City are going to score early in this game I think it's going to take some time it's going to take a lot of ball possession it's going to take a lot of creativity to break through this Arsenal defence but I do think Manchester City will get that goal before the first half and I think they'll end up winning comfortably in the end but I don't think we're going to get a plethora of goals here to take it over the, the 4.5 threshold so Manchester City with the over with the under 4.5 goals goals here, sorry, is going to be my play here separate data that supports that is the fact that under two and a half goals have landed in nine of Arsenal's 11 Premier League games and been fewer than three goals um, in three of the last four meetings between the two teams. Arsenal come into this game with two two 2-0 defeats in the Premier League so far and without scoring a single Premier League goal. Manchester City come into this having won 10 of their last 11 meetings with Arsenal in all competitions with that one exception being that FA Cup semi-final that I mentioned and there have been under two and a half goals in Arsenal's last three Premier League games um, if you include last season as well so I think Manchester City have too much for them here striker or no striker here in this team I think they find a way to get a breakthrough against this Arsenal side here who have struggled so far this season other than a win against a West Bromwich Albion U side I'm not putting too much weight into that uh, Manchester City win this game with under four and a half goals and I've currently seen that available at 46 minus 150 here for this game up next we look at the game here between Aston Villa and Brentford where Aston Villa are the even money favorites here it's 5 to 2 on the draw and it's 11 to 4 here on Brentford I think this is Brentford's real initiation into the Premier League. So far they were lucky that Arsenal had players out from COVID so in the and on the attacking end of the field. So Arsenal weren't really as attackingly potent as they would usually be and probably would have got a better result against Brentford than a 2-0 defeat. And then last week they come up against Crystal Palace, not known for their attacking prowess. So so far Brentford have able to have been able to come into the Premier League and keep two clean sheets. Well this is a real baptism of fire because Aston Villa are a team who can score goals. They scored five goals against Barrow in midweek and of course, um, they, they started with a, they, they got their first win of the Premier League season last weekend, starting at home with a 2-0 win off the back of the 3-2 defeat against Watford. So good bounce back from Villa this week with two wins. I think that will continue here. They've won four of the last five comp- uh, matches in all competitions, whereas Brentford have only won four of the last 11 away days in all competitions. That dates back to last season as well. Aston Villa, though, have conceded in four of the last five Premier League games. So there could be a goal here in this game for for Brentford. Hopefully it goes to Ivan Toney because I've been having him in my fantasy team. Ten of Aston Villa's Premier League home games last season finished with both teams scoring. So that adds a little bit more weight to that as well. And there have been over two and a half goals in ten of Aston Villa's last 12 Premier League games. So if this is a shootout, um, I think that I do favour Aston Villa here. I think they've got more talent here on the field. It's going to be very, very difficult for um, the likes of Ben Doit. Pendouille and Daddy Ings to be contained here by this Brentford team. As I said, I think this will be their real homecoming to the Premier League where they'll really realise what it's all about. And I think they'll succumb to their first defeat. I like the price here on Villa at uh, plus 100, even money here as they get back-to-back wins at home. And Brentford suffer their first defeat since they're promoted to the Premier League. So Aston Villa on the money line here will be my play here for this one. Up next, we have Brighton against Everton, where Brighton are the 11-8 favourites. It's 11-5 the draw, and it's 23-10 on Everton. This is a tough game to call because both teams have made reasonable starts to the season. Everton starting with a win at home, and then the draw away to Leeds. Brighton are 100% this season and uh, are worthy favourites here for this game. I'm always hesitant to take them because Brighton create a lot of chances, And um, have a lot of ball possession and they don't have a lot of goals for that and that's really been their problem. But this season they have started with goals and I think they'll continue to score in this game. But I also think that they'll concede. So I really like both teams to score in this one. This is a Brighton team that scored exactly two goals in all three competitive games so far this season, winning all of them. Everton have conceded in all three of their competitive games so far this season and Brighton have won their last three Premier League matches of cooling dated back to last season. Brighton have actually gone uh, six home games unbeaten in the Premier League and uh, four, of Brighton's last five, four, four of Brighton's last five home games in the Premier League have actually ended with under two and a half goals. But I do disregard that data based on what I've seen so far this season. So I do think this will be a game that maybe goes over two and a half goals and I can certainly see both teams scoring here in this one. I can't really make a case for either of these teams keeping a clean sheet against the other. A very difficult game to call in terms of who will win. I still think Everton have the better personnel on the pitch. I still think Rafa Benitez is a decent manager is able to grind out a result. He almost got a win away to Leeds last weekend. So I do think Everton are a live dog here to hand Brighton their first away defeat. the first uh, defeat overall at home, sorry. Their first overall defeat of the season. But my main lean here would be for both teams to score here in this one. Up next we look at Newcastle at home to Southampton, where Newcastle are the six to four favourites, twelve to five the draw, and Southampton are available here at seven to four off the back of a good home result against Man United last week, which was the, the losing lock and an absolute thumping in midweek where Southampton managed to score eight goals, which is which is crazy. So I think this bodes badly here for Newcastle. You would want to um normally take Newcastle in this situation because um they're a team I don't think will get relegated yet they've started the season with 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 defeats. Three defeats in a row actually if you count the the exit from the Carabao Cup in midweek as well. So this has been a very very poor start to the season but for Steve Bruce, but it's difficult for me to to take Southampton off the back of a midweek win. Over a team like Newport County. An 8-0 win is an 8-0 win. But it's over Newport County. And also likewise. The win, the, the draw sorry, against Manchester United last week. That was an inspired home performance. That was a backs to the wall job. Does that put you in, in good stead. To come away and win at Newcastle. Now Newcastle aren't going great either. But they are at home here. And for, for, for long periods of the game. They were really putting a lot of pressure. on Against West Ham. Now West Ham have proven so far. With their win against Leicester. That they are a decent side. And Aston Villa, we know are a decent side. So it's been a tough start for Newcastle. But Newcastle were going toe-to-toe with West Ham. And they were very unlucky to concede a penalty that wasn't a penalty at 2-2 they were 2-1 up in that game it got pulled back to 2-2 and then West Ham got a penalty that gifted them the game now I look at these little things in order to make picks and which is when this is the reason why I don't think that I'm going to be taking Southampton here even though everything tells me that Southampton are a team that are on the way to recovery off the back of a draw against Man United an 8-0 win in midweek whereas Newcastle have lost three games in a row and it's looking very bad for them and for Steve Bruce so I'm not going to ride that data. I am going to look for Newcastle to to find a way to pick up their first win here. But my play here, my my strongest lean, is actually going to be on both teams to score. Both teams have now scored in 12... of Newcastle's last 15 Premier League home games. Now, we've spoken here before how Steve Bruce has made his team more attacking. Um, lots, of, um, lots of talk about a new manager coming in, like a, a more attack-minded manager who is not as negative as Steve Bruce. But Steve Bruce hasn't been playing that way as of late. Newcastle have been a far more entertaining team to watch, and it especially came off the back of securing safety early last season. It seemed to give them a little bit more freedom to play. And uh, now the Newcastle fans are actually seeing it instead of it being behind closed doors this is also Southampton team that haven't kept a clean sheet in any of the last 13 league matches so obviously that adds significant data to the both teams to score both teams to score pick here in this one Newcastle have actually won their last four home games against Southampton so again another reason here for not for you not to automatically take the Saints here as as, a, as an away team uh, Southampton have lost three of their last four Premier League matches and over two and a half goals has been has been a winning bet in ten of Southampton's Premier League away games last season so they play eight, uh, 19 games away from home and ten Ten of them, most of them, would have cashed over two and a half goals. So some of this date isn't significant because it's still early season. But I just think Newcastle might find a way here. But for me, both teams to score is clearly the standout play here for this game. Up next, you've got Norwich versus Leicester, With Norwich are available 16-5. It's 13-5 the draw, and it's 10-11 to 11 here on Leicester. Norwich had a big result in midweek, and to be fair to them, they have had a tough start to the season. But I don't think it gets any easier here. I know Leicester are coming off a 4-1 defeat against West Ham, but it's very difficult to play a majority of the game with 10 men. And I do think this is a bounce-back spot for Leicester. And I do think that the line movement favours us considerably, because this line movement has moved... And we have certainly benefited off the back of Leicester losing against West Ham. So we were not getting 10 to 11 before. I do believe this was more closer to somewhere between 4 to 6 and 3 to 4. So 10 to 11, I'll be jumping on that here. Norwich City have lost their last 12 Premier League games scoring just one goal in total. Obviously that dates back to the last time they were in the Premier League, but that is horrendous data, and this is a team that never buy well enough to stay in the Premier League, and I think they'll be relegated again, and I think they'll have a really, really low points total again. So I can definitely see uh, a team like Leicester coming here and winning comfortably. Five of Leicester's last six, uh, it's five of Leicester's last seven, sorry, competitive wins have been to nil, and this Norwich team have managed just three shots on target in the Premier League so far this season. That is he that is a horrendous stat. Norwich have lost 16 of their last 19 Premier League matches as well. So um, I'm going to go for Leicester here to pick up the win. Overwhelming statistical data, not really buying too much into the 4-1 defeat here against West Ham when they had 10 men. Uh, Norwich have made a very, very poor start to the season and Leicester can bounce back comfortably here in this one. Up next, you have the informed West Ham top of the league at home to Crystal Palace, where West Ham are the 3-5 favourites to continue the winning. It's 3-1 to draw and it's 5-1 against Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace haven't looked close, really, to scoring a goal so far this season, so it makes it very, very difficult to take them. I think this will be a win and possibly a comfortable win for, for West Ham, which is going to look very bad for Patrick Vieira, having not conceded a goal, um, having not scored a goal so far this season and having... Um, two defeats in your first three games with your only point coming at home to Brentford, a game you would have expected to win. West Ham have won their last four Premier League matches, scoring at least um, three goals in all of them. Um, Crystal Palace are winless in five games in all competitions, losing four of those. And Crystal Palace have scored just one goal in that five-match period as well. So this one for me is priced up correctly Comfortable home win here for West Ham against Crystal Palace in this one. Up next, you've got the game of the week. It's Liverpool home to Chelsea, where Liverpool are the 6-4 favourites to win this game. Actually, that's come in a bit, so there's been some money on Liverpool. That's now 7-5 in most places. It's 23-10 to to draw, and Chelsea are out at 2-1 here to win this game. Chelsea, for me, are a live dog here in this one. I could seriously see them going to Anfield And winning this game. I haven't been overly impressed with Liverpool's two wins. I understand that they've won both games comfortably. I understand that they've kept clean sheets. But I don't think that they've been massively dangerous in front of goal. Whereas um, Chelsea, they've gone and beaten Arsenal away from home and they beat Crystal Palace at the start of the season with loads of players missing, missing after just three days rest off the back of the European Super Cup. So they look very, very good. Romelu Lukaku looks like a really, really good signing and I can make a real case here for Chelsea winning this game. I can definitely make a case for Chelsea not losing this game. Chelsea have only lost three Premier League games since Thomas Tuchel was appointed. Chelsea have won six of their eight meetings with the big six since Thomas Tuchel arrived. That includes the Champions League final against Manchester City. This Liverpool team have only won four of the last 13 Premier League home games, although I do disregard some of the stuff that happened during the pandemic because Anfield is a different place when it's got supporters there. But I don't think that this uh, this Chelsea team will be phased by it. Otherwise, they wouldn't have won six of the last eight meetings against the big six. Um, Wingbacks have actually scored in four of Chelsea's last six league games here with Mark Alonso scoring twice, and when you look at Liverpool's lineup and you look at those uh, those high pressing fullbacks, they could certainly get caught out here by Chelsea's wingbacks because you know Chelsea play a back three, which allows the wingbacks to move forward, so they don't essentially lose anything defensively by having their players push up. Whereas Liverpool play a back four which means there's two centre-backs that are more exposed once the once the full-backs push up high. So Chelsea have more licence to do this than Liverpool. So we could see an interesting match-up here, which uh, Chelsea benefit from. It's 12 games since Liverpool last tasted defeat in the Premier League. Obviously, they went on that decent run to secure Champions League football last season after a very poor period around Christmas time. And uh, under two, two and a half goals has interestingly been a winning bet in 11 of Liverpool's last 13 Premier League home matches. And of course, we know that Chelsea are very good defensively. They're very susceptible to an underplay as well. We know last year that a lot of the games between the big six in the Premier League did did end up going under two and a half goals. Obviously, some of that was under lockdown conditions. Crowds make a big difference to things and we'll see what happens here in this one. But I do think it'll be a cagey game. I do think it's the first really huge game of the season between the title contenders. And I do see it going under as well with Chelsea coming away with something here from this game. I like Chelsea on the double chance mark. Market to avoid a defeat and that one is available at 16 to 25 here in this one more widely available at three to five here for chelsea to avoid a defeat on the uh, double chance market against liverpool and field in the game of the week 5 30 kickoff on saturday uk time twelve thirty twelve thirty p.m eastern time here in the u.s up next we're we'll looking at this game between burnley and leeds where burnley are the two to one underdogs it's five to two in a draw and it's five to four on leeds I think Leeds showed signs of getting back to themselves. It was a much better performance than a performance against Man United. They showed a lot more energy. They had to come back in that game twice. And I think they do turn that into a win here. It's not something that I want to be backing (coughs) because Burnley are a team that can pull off decent results at home. They make themselves very, very difficult to play against. These are two teams that play polar opposite styles of football. So. This will be a case of Leeds knocking on the door and Burnley being a team that try and nick this game despite being at home. There will be some difficult things for, for Leeds to deal with in terms of balls in the box and some very direct play from Burnley, but I do think Leeds will be able to cope with it. I think their energy will be what wins in this game and I really think they kickstart this season with their first win of the season here away to Burnley. As I said, it won't be a, a lock or anything that I really play this weekend. It's not the strongest play on the board, I just think it's a good spot here for Leeds to get their season up and running here with their first win of the season. Up next, we look at the Tottenham game with Tottenham at home to Watford, where they're the one to two favourites to win. It's 18 to five the draw, and Watford are a seven to one underdog. Tottenham 100% so far this season with two 1-0 wins. I can see that continuing here. Watford were not prolific scorers in the Championship last season, and um, I think they'll struggle to be the first team that score against Tottenham here. I do like the value on Tottenham to win to nil in this game. That one is available here at six to four. I also think Tottenham could possibly cover a, an Asian handicap line. Now, the the reg the one point five Asian handicap line sees Tottenham at plus money here at plus one twenty six to five. But Tottenham, on the minus one line, that one here is available at eight to eleven. What that means if Tottenham win by a single goal, you push this bet, and I would prefer that here to taking Tottenham on the money line here, which is at one to two, but it is moving in the other direction where people are starting to put it into their parlay, so you are seeing it around about four to nine two to five. I do think that will be closer to um, to two to five or maybe even one to three as we approach this game here on Sunday. It depends people people are weird sometimes they They simply start to, to fade teams in certain spots because they cannot, they cannot picture in their head. Tottenham being a team that, that that win three games in a row or they start looking at the fact that Tottenham are playing the, the Thursday-Sunday situation and uh, they start to fade that automatically. So I don't know what way this line's going to go. So far I do know that well, from what I can see it is moving away from the minus 200 more towards a minus 300 direction. So I would take this now if you just want to take Tottenham on the money line because I do think they win this game but I'll be taking a risk on Tottenham minus one here because that pushes if Tottenham do win by a singular goal and I'm willing to take that risk with Tottenham Tottenham available here at 8-11 to 11 to win this game as they look to start three wins out of three. And also, they're going to be boosted by the fact that Harry Kane is staying. Harry Kane played tonight, scored two goals, getting him through in the Europa Conference League. And I think he could end up on the score sheet as well here. Tottenham have a very, very strong attack. And they have a strong team as well when everybody's fit. This could be the, the one team that do challenge for the top four. I think they are a stronger team than Leicester. I think they have a better chance than Leicester. I did pick Tottenham as a team that were going to get into the top six this season. If you listen to the futures play and a futures podcast, sorry, and I do think they're in a very, very strong position to do that. So Tottenham here for me win this game, and I like taking Tottenham here at minus one as well to give myself a little bit more value. And I'm happy for that to push if Tottenham do win this game by a single goal. Final game we're going to look at here is Wolves versus Manchester United, where Man United here are the four five favorites to win this game. It's 13 to five the draw and it's 18 to five here on Wolves. I think this is a must win game here for, for Man United here um, off the back of that uh, draw against Southampton. That would have been a very, very disappointing result. So I'm expecting Manchester United here to bounce back here. This is a Wolves team that haven't scored a single goal last season. Their their first home game of the season was a 1-0 defeat against Tottenham. Prior to that, they lost on the opening game of the season against Leicester. It's a tough start to play Tottenham and Leicester, but it's also a tough start to play Manchester United. Manchester United, of course, broke that away record last week. They would have liked to have done it with a win, but they've been undefeated now for, for 27 games. Obviously, I look for that to continue. I don't think Man United will lose this game, but we don't want to drop more points here and have another draw. We don't want to make a slow start where Wolves get ahead and we're looking to make a comeback and that shouldn't be the case at all because Wolves are a team who haven't scored a single goal so far this season. And Man United are a team who are, who have a record setting away record. They, they broke the record last week. Would have liked to have done that with a win, but in the end, obviously had to get that draw. We don't want to get a draw here. This is a real situation where Manchester United can win. This is a real situation where Man United can put in their new signings. Varane should play in his game. Sancho should play in his game. His case should be strengthened by the fact that Anthony Martial was completely useless last week. So I think this is a must win situation for, for Manchester United. Even this early on in the season, we want to show that we are real conti- title contenders. We don't want to have a 5-1 win against Leeds and then draw at places like Southampton and Wolves, teams that I consider to be relegation candidates this season. I think Wolves are going to struggle without, without Nuno as their manager. There's already talk about departures of Nevis and Triore leaving the club as well. We've already got Raul Jimenez coming back from a skull fracture. We're not 100% sure if he's going to be the same player. So this isn't the same Wolves team that have previously regularly finished in the top half. In fact, they're in the bottom half last season and they should be in the bottom half this season as well. And this should definitely be a place where Manchester United should be going and getting a win, especially with their away record and especially if they want to be considered as real genuine title contenders and especially with everybody fit now. Pre-season, um, lack of pre-season fitness isn't an excuse anymore. To be honest with you, I expected Manchester United after two games to be on four points. Although I expected it to be the other way round, I thought the game at the start of the season would be tough with players missing and with Leeds fitness. I thought that would be the draw, and I thought we'd go away to Southampton and win. It's, it's come the other way round. Doesn't matter. We're exactly where I expected us to be. But what I expect us to do this weekend is to win this game. And I think there's value here on Man United at 4 to 5 minus 125 on the money line here in this one. Closing out with my lock on the show. Initially, I was going to make my lock and my parlay the same play this week because I I have a parlay which I don't think is going to lose. So it's kind of like getting a double lock this week. So first of all, I'm going to give the parlay out. It's Aston Villa as a pick and Leicester as a pick. This pays you narrowly plus money at 21 to 20. I cannot see neither of these two teams losing. I think worst case scenario, one of them wins and one of them draws. So you get the push on that pick. So you just get the payout for one selection, which means uh, you may get it at one to two. So you may end up cashing at minus 200 here. So I think that is the worst case scenario here. Cannot make a case for Norwich winning at home to Leicester. Cannot make a case for Brentford winning away to Aston Villa. I think, frankly, these will be two money line victories here with uh, Aston Villa available at even Unless they are available at 10 to 11. But I'm going to be safe here and take them both of picks. And I'm going to parlay that together at 21 to 20. Your single lock this week, or your other lock, your alternative lock, will be Manchester United away to Wolves. Now, I'm taking Man United back to back here. And I'm going to make this statement early, early on here in the season. So, so here it is. If Manchester United don't win this game, I am going to blacklist my own team from being the lock for the rest of the season. I will never lock Manchester United up again. Now, you guys can't see inside my brain, but I am pretty much automatically blacklist my team anyway. I'm always looking for reasons not to take Man United because I know the scrutiny comes with your own team not winning because you'll, there'll always be a bias attached to it and there'll always be an accusation that you cannot separate your bias I don't think I'm doing that here. I've looked for every other spot which is better. And there are alternatives on the list. And if you sign up at lockbetting.com, you'll get my other plays. But I already found that parlay for you, which I think is a slightly stronger play. But for me... How do Man United not not win this game? They're coming up against a team that haven't scored um, so far this season. Man United have a phenomenal away record. They're they're coming off a performance against Southampton where they dominated the last forty five minutes after a pretty lat last the first half. They've had a week off when Wolves have played in midweek. I think there's every reason to take him here. And as I said. If they, don't, if they don't win in this spot, then I'm going to blacklist this team. I'm not going to lock up Manchester United for the rest of the season. So spare me your tweets. I understand what's coming if I get this wrong. But hopefully Man United can cash here. And uh, I like the price here at 4-5. to five. As for your underdog, I'm going to go with Chelsea. For me, they're serious title contenders. And I like the price here at 2-1. to one. I think there's a real possibility that they could go to Anfield and win. I think Tuchel can set up to get the win. At the very least, I think they'll avoid a defeat. But I like Chelsea on the money line as your underdog this week to get the win at Liverpool. That's it for me and this week's EPL show. Good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.